in Psychoedia. It's kind of what a, is that like? Why why is that a thing? It's like the original. It was like kind of how skiing started. Like okay. telomere skiing was like the original form of downhill skiing. Okay. Um, and then they decided to like lock your heel in. But um, interesting. It's like an easy. It's like a way of turning, like a telomeric turn. Is yeah. Like telomeric turn. <laughs> I know nothing yeah. about skiing. So telomeric like, turn. <clears throat> telemark. Oh, I thought you were talking about telemark, yeah. and now I'm very hungry. And it's spelled for... like it's spelled like telemark. Well, if you're hungry, some, some not very hungry for telemark cheddar. Some nice, some nice, nice chips. dried apples. Exactly. Apple chips. Yes. Go in it with no expectation. I'm gonna go ahead and eat these. Uh, by the way, we're rolling. Oh, we oh. are. I did Sweet. the thing. Awesome. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> snuck right up on us. Just snuck it in there. Um, so we're gonna start today at top of the review. Uh, oh, hey. So this is Silas. Silas Carter is with yes. us in studio today. Yeah. Welcome, uh, Silas. As always, I'm Aaron. That's I'm me, Hannah. <laughs> That's me over here. That's the her over there. Um, One, two, three. We're about to, oh. They're not bad. What? Um, yeah, exactly. Oh, no. Yeah, they're really bad. We're doing a dry fruit review. I'm not disappointed. This I'm is what gonna I get for not choosing barbecue chips. I was like, you know what? Mm. I'm going to go. I'm going to be healthy. Spring. I'm going to eat apple chips. Yeah. They're too sweet. I want salt. Sweet? It's like, it's the I burnt like, taste. Mm, I like the burnt taste. It tastes like fall. I was just about to say, I okay, guess it's okay, spring. okay, see, right before you said so. that. Well, today's a perfect day. Let me try again. Because it's all gray. Mm-hmm. It's been raining. It's been snowing. It's really kind of sad and bleak out there, which is my favorite type of weather. It's as nice. long as I've had some recent sun. And you know what? This is actually really good. Mm-hmm. If I put myself in a different state of mind, if I stop thinking about enjoying a snack <laughs> and start thinking about enjoying nostalgia. Sure. It's like apple cider. Yeah. yeah. It's Because very, very often I don't actually want apple cider. I want the feeling. Of drinking apple well, you're cider. welcome. Dry, crunchy apple cider. <laughs> Dry. <laughs> cr- this is like space. Oh, you know how they have like uh, astronaut ice cream. This is like oh, that yeah. for apple cider. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Bring I really like space. dehydrated apples, and these are baked. So I think like my my research was just flawed. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is a very attractive pouch. Did you? Really good packaging. Yeah. Did you go to your local library and like look up in the database? <laughs> <laughs> I am in my local library, and I should have done that. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. But you guys can have them. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Again, they're not, like, You're really welcome. satiating my hunger. They're more just making me <laughs> miss. Longing for more food. Exactly. <laughs> um, we don't have to long for the outside too long because we're probably going to get kicked out of the library we're recording in. <laughs> Very true. But it is the third day of school this <laughs> quarter, so there's Nobody's no reason. here. There's no reason for these people that I think most of these people are just on Facebook and don't have Wi-Fi at their apartments. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, how is everybody? Good. You good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. Very retrograde. Yeah. Couple days. Tell us about that. Let's check in. 
Well, Mercury's retrograde, which gets a bad rap. Like, I saw, like, Urban Outfitters post something about Mercury in retrograde, first of all, which is false. Mercury is retrograde, not in retrograde. Um, it's all about communication going whack, technology buzzing out on you, time for reflection, like old people popping up in your life, old feelings, <laughs> old things, just like, it's like a rewind. Just, just very elderly people, just like <laughs> old people popping Old people. I actually did, pretty much every delivery I made today, I, there is a very old person that I have to <laughs> like wait for them to come out of the building or oh, hold the door for them, so. That's funny, it's yeah. It's weird that you say that, but. <laughs> I meant, like, from your past. Right. Um, so, first of all, I realized, I found out that I graduate four months sooner than I thought, which is fine. But This also... keeps happening to people. You're, like, the third person who's told me this. Really? Yeah. Do you want to, uh, I'll be here for you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm graduating early. It's, it's, it's good. Are you really? It's exciting, yeah. Oh, yeah. you are? You yeah. know, I think you were number two. Oh, okay, was I? Yeah, I think. I already told you. Yeah, you were number one or two. <laughs> Somebody it's else, so weird. a lot of people are just all of a sudden like, I'm going to be out of here in no time. What am I going to do? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, just kind of freaking out about that. But um, also I had a, a tuffle with some professors about grading and there not being a syllabus and just like communication in that realm. Um, I've been dropping everything that I pick up, which has been extremely frustrating and like dropping it physically or like, like physically like oh dropping. okay not like not dropping like, classes or no no activities. I, I, I mean in general I felt very like lazy and like not wanting to do things too I drop <laughs> stuff all the time I think the only time I can catch stuff is when Mercury is retrograde because <laughs> I am usually incredibly clumsy I can't keep anything in my hand I just like take my phone out of my pocket and throw it across the room because I forget to hang on to it um, but today, something, I was ta- having a conversation with somebody, and something yeah. fell to my right, and I caught it with two hotel pans, like wow. two metal cooking pans. I caught it with those, wow. nice. put it back on the shelf with them, and then went back to the conversation without breaking a beat. And that <laughs> usually does not happen to me. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe you're just, like, opposite. Maybe you're born with Mercury retrograde. Some people are like You did. That. You said, like, all of my houses are retrograde, I believe. Oh, yeah, you're a super retrograde baby. Yeah. Do I have your chart? I don't think I do. I don't think so, no. It just says Actually, nice. Actually, might, because like, every time I meet, <laughs> it just says, you're just nice. Just says nice. <laughs> nice. I feel like every Thank time you. I meet someone for the first time, especially at parties, which I feel like I met you at a party, mm-hmm. um, I usually ask for their information. So that'd be really creepy if I did and you didn't know I, that. I mean, so. like, I wouldn't I wouldn't hold it against you, though. <laughs> like, I appreciate your knowledge. Um, knowledge. But anyway, yeah, that's how I'm doing. It's fine, cool. but I'm just like in this floaty space. I'm not going to yeah. talk about how I'm doing. It's pretty good. <laughs> Relatively. Yeah, it's okay. fine. Today was rough. Um, Silas, you good? Yeah, I'm really good. Cool. Yeah. He no. went skiing. I went skiing today. If you skiing is great. Oh, yeah. We, we didn't include that in the recording. <laughs> okay, cool. You went skiing today. Yeah. Half day. Yeah. It was, it was a nice half day. Liz, Liz Butler and I got up on the mountain. Friend of the show. Yeah. Episode. Previous contestant. Went home with a new car. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very impressive. She picked the right door at the end. She's a winner. You honey, you're acting like you weren't there for this. What? All right. Well, we're gonna go ahead on go on ahead with Double Dare <laughs> Three Thousand, the reboot. What? what that what is the show that about? you've tuned into. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, like, oh, I'm oh. pretending as if this is Double Dare Three Thousand, and we're going to... to gack Silas today. Okay. If he yes. does not perform. Yes. Um, this is episode six. Okay. Very exciting. I like the number six a lot. Um, 
The lover's card is the tarot card of number six. Uh-huh. Feel free to take a look. These are very untraditional ways of depicting the lovers. Um, it's usually a naked female and a naked male with like an angel behind it in like the Garden of Eden, it looks like. And so, of course, it can represent love, romance, union. It's ruled by Gemini, which is um, the twins and like the merging of oppositions. Um, and choice, which is like choosing between unconscious and conscious or light and dark or between like the outer path where your life is laid out for you or the inner path of like your true desires. But you have to like come in contact with them and deal with your like hidden desires. And you can take that in any way um, in jobs or just like sexuality even is ruled by this card. Um, and psychologically, it's the point when we kind of hit puberty and we rebel against our parents and from like almost a Freudian perspective it's like when the male chooses another woman over his mother in a very like heterosexual stereotypical way and like our sexual aggression is like what pushes us to do that um and it's like working with that energy very dark card yeah no it is she's Louise man that's heavy and it's also like how are like what does our sexuality and love mean to you in your life because on one end, our sexual drive leads us away from isolation, but it can also cause, like, your hidden, like, desires and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, that's the lover. <laughs> so I'm, like, a very archetypal... That's weird. Um, I didn't know it had all that extra level, yeah. weird yeah, connotation. Like, I thought it was just, like... Just, like, oh, love, like, you're going to meet someone. Not really. Huh. I mean, that it could mean that, yeah. sure, but... There's a whole nother, like, side of it. You also have this very dark new deck that I don't usually... I I can't believe... Yeah, I was gonna... Well, that's, like, that's, like, the darkest card. Like, a lot of them were, like, cute, and it's, like, Japanese-based. Why is the lovers two embryos, like, (laughs) on fire? It's interesting. And the other one is geese, and, like, there's... The the two cards contrast each other so interestingly. I mean, it's, like, like just grabbing her titty. Goose card. Yeah, like, a lot of them are light and, like, happy and cool. Uh, but yeah, so they're depicted so differently, yeah. um, and that's why I'm a deck freak and just collect way too deck many decks, freak. and this is my newest one, because I just could not get it. Um, the author is half Japanese, and I don't know, I just connected with... Half Japanese, half... Like white. Goose? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it could be better than that. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Ken, you're right. But yeah, that's the lover's day. card, so I feel like... During the winter, like, a lot of this stuff is things that we think about and possibly now when we're graduating early and we're deciding how we want to form as a human and what to do with yeah. our jobs and stuff, so. What's this we shit? <laughs> Silas and I. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're sharing this mic. Did, did your parents ever say that to you? I always got, what's this we shit? You got a mouse in your pocket? My what? parents would always say that. I know, I was like, what the hell Why? is that? What is, you would say we a lot? Yeah, well, I would just like, yeah, are, are we doing this? Are we doing that? What's this we oh, shit? You it's like, do you have a little mouse? Pocket? Is there someone I can't see that you're referring to? Because I'm cute. not doing it. That's super yeah. cute. But, yeah, I always thought it had it was like a pun on like we, like little. So I never oh. got it for a long time. A lot of those old oh, idioms I wouldn't yeah. get because yeah. I just misunderstood where the joke was. Yeah, it's like when you watch old Cartoon Network shows mm-hmm. and there's definitely like adult jokes in there. But little kids just, like, pass it through. Do you have that ever happen to There's you? There's adult oh, yeah. jokes and kid stuff? Oh. <laughs> what? Like what? Oh good one, good one. Good one. Aaron, your jokes. Do they talk little... about what, what, what mom and dad do in the bedroom? 
All right, so our guest today <laughs> is... I've never been in love, so I don't know how that works. Um, our guest is Silas. Usually our guest goes in the middle, but... Okay. Um, how do we want to do this? What order do we want to go I in? don't know. You want to mix it up? It, Silas, do you want to do in the middle? Does that sound good? We can all pick a card, and whichever one is the lowest goes first. Okay, Sounds and you also yeah. tell our future a little bit. This yeah, is fun. What if we do a drawing from now on? Yeah, that'd be cool. And then actually. we could, you could do tarot plus. What is your <laughs> tarot? Just a mini reading plus. Yeah, mini reading plus the order of the show. Oh Jesus! What did you get? <laughs> I want to talk about it. I got the chariot, which is number seven. I got the seven of cups. Oh, we're both seven. Aaron, what'd you get? Three of swords. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. oh, oh. So what is depicted on this card <laughs> is a. Um, woman up. in a white dress being impaled by three broadswords, and there's blood it's on her 12. dress. It's like the destruction Seven. of innocence. And swords is all about like your in, in like uh, your mind. And what else is swords? It's been a while since I've done this. Yeah, like your thoughts, your mental body, your communications, your brain chemistry, like all like psychological, mental stuff. Is it bad that I don't think this is inaccurate? (laughs) No. That was a double negative. I think this is accurate. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's a, it can be a tough card. Yeah. My little sister just pulled that and asked me, like, what the meaning was. Did she ask you if she should build, like, a shelter in her backyard? (laughs) (laughs) What does the hangman mean? The hangman, I should have not put it away, sorry. It's all good. But it's about, like, it's a dude hanging from a tree from his ankle. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, like, raining, and, like, obviously he's in an uncomfortable space. But if you see him, he's, like, peaceful and smiling. And so it's about, like, finding surrender and peace in uncomfortable situations. Um, That's, like, in a nutshell what it means. All right. Um, It's kind of like in yoga how they say, like, your breath is always with you. Like, you can always find your breath and, like, meditate wherever you are. Um, and surrendering to something like that will give you a new perspective because he's literally upside down. So, sweet. It's kind of just like trusting the timing and flow of things, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Cool. cool. That's a great card that you pulled. All right. Yeah. So we're gonna go Aaron, Silas, and then me. Okay. Oh, there Sounds you go. Good. It worked out okay. as normal. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Perfect. Okay. So um, my subject, which I uh, decided on right before. Um, I had to, I was, it's, literally, it was, it was a toss up. I really want to talk about this other thing that's been recently applicable in my life, but, um, I decided to go with this one, which is really fun. Cause I feel like I'm always like, Oh yes, I'm a scholar. And I can tell you about this great media. You always talk about fun things though. Like oh, well, I hope it, I hope it's always fun. Um, and sometimes I feel like I just like wax romantic for way too long about shit. So. I wanted to bring in something that is kind of by the seat of my shorts. Sweet. <laughs> so we're talking today about yokai. Which is? Which is uh, Japanese monsters and spirits. Oh, shit. Yes. And um, Do you have a fave? The reason I, I do have a fave, um, and that is the bedroll that comes to life and kills you in your <laughs> if you don't clean what? it. What? Yeah, so... Uh, we're going to talk about so a lot. Japanese. It's very Japanese. This is why people get their items blessed. Some people still to this day, because, Mihana, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was told this by many people, uh, including Japanese people, that um, Japan is not really religious. It's superstitious. Mm-hmm. And so people okay. will go to uh, temples or have uh, priests come over 
and bless all of their items in their house to make sure yes. <laughs> they don't have bad luck or bad energy associated right. with mm-hmm. them. Like, you're supposed to get your car blessed when you get a new car. Um, and a lot of people do, especially young people will do that. Mm-hmm. Their parents, it's like a, like a rite of passage and kind of a okay. fun thing, but also sort of serious. It's like my mom makes me uh, hang um, the patron saint of travelers off my uh, car, something. Like, uh, mm-hmm. it's tucked away in my sun visor. That's oh, what I wanted cool. to say. Totally. Like, before, I, right when I went on the, right before we left for Santa Fe, um, or New Mexico, rather, um, my mom, like, gave me a little, like, token she was mm-hmm. like, she was like, here's your, your totem. She said, Aww. here's your trip totem. And it was like a little, it's like a little like bone. Oh, well, I remember that. Yeah. 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 And a little, little glass oh, bead. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. yeah it helps. Some sort of like little like token that like. Totally. Has energy. Yeah. Energy placed behind it. When she exactly. handed that to you, I was briefly concerned that it was a, a raccoon <coughs> penis bone. Which is something that people use to ward off evil spirits. Wow. No, it wasn't. It, I think it was like a coyote bone or something. Cool. My parents probably found it in the desert somewhere. Aww. Yeah, I thought that was a very nice gesture. Yeah. That's Even sweet. if it had been a raccoon penis, I would have been. Like, honestly, that's, yeah. it sounds like it's lucky, so yeah. I mean, um, everybody should have a raccoon penis bone. <laughs> Where do you get one of those? Speaking of raccoons and penis is, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> We're going to talk about yokai, and the reason the raccoons and penises are relevant is because one of the most famous type of yokai is the tanuki, which is a, um, it's a, tanuki is an actual species of uh, wild dog, I believe, and it's called the raccoon dog, um, because it has the coloring kind of of a raccoon with the banded tail and everything, and they're very large, but it is believed, uh, it was believed in, um, ancient beliefs that uh, they were actually like spirits that could shape shift and change form and they could bring you like very good fortune Um, so a lot of people like a lot of places in Japan have tanuki statues outside their um, shops and restaurants and things and especially bars because they love drinking and they love money and so if you if you uh, are you pulling a picture of it yeah, I think yeah, I, I think that definitely is. Yeah. Found a very relevant connection to raccoon penis and tanuki. Yes. And yokai. Okay, and yokai. so and yokai, yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so tanuki, the actual right. the actual animal is very cute, mm-hmm. um, but they also have ginormous testicles. The actual animal, and so do all of these statues of the spiritual tanuki that you wow. will find, and they usually have a bag of money and a jar of sake. Um, Jesus. And so they're supposed to bring you like lots of booze and and I, gold, and so they can shape shift. They love tricking people and teaching people lessons. They're kind of like the Oompa Loompas of the yokai world. Like okay. they love dancing around and um, teaching you moral lessons by kind of making your life miserable for a bit if you deserve it. Um, and uh, so yeah, they can do lots of things. They are definitely in mountains and forests. Um, they love drinking. I think I said that already. Um, they can turn into stones, trees, statues, ordinary household items. Um, some people believe that like those mats that like attack you if you haven't cleaned your bedroll um, are Wait, actually. Yeah, you didn't go into that. Oh, okay. Sorry, I will get to that. Okay, and some, okay, okay. I'll, I'll actually okay. transition to two different ones that okay. might be tanuki in disguise. Because they can transform into household items. But household items in Japan, such as your bedroll, are able to turn into 
um, into yokai that keep the shape of that thing and then attack you and punish you for not for being like a mess for being a fucking wow. slob. So um, <laughs> this might be just a tanuki um, in that form, um, but nobody really knows. So there's one of these types of monsters that appears often in the red-white district. It's called the Nurikabe, and that translates to painted wall. Um, You can find that, like, on usually in, like, red-light districts, dark streets, alleys, and, like, roads late at night. And what this is is a creature that will... You can't see it, um, so no one really knows what they look like, but... It is a creature that is invisible to the human eye, and you'll just run into it. All of a sudden, you'll hit a wall where it looks like there's nothing there. And you can't go that way because it, as far as you could walk for 100 miles in either direction, and it will just stretch or move at the exact same pace that you move, and you cannot go any further. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Japanese scary S- stuff is so, like... It's kind of adorable, but it's also really like, extra scary. Really creepy. Um, so... Uh, it has also been suggested that Nurikabe is simply another manifestation of the shape-shifting Itachi or Tanuki. Um, it's possible that mischievous Tanuki are simply enlarging their magical scrotums into an invisible wall <laughs> to play pranks on unsuspecting humans. Um, I'm getting this information from a, what a sentence. lovingly, lovingly produced uh, website called yokai.com. That's Y-O-K-A-I dot com. Um, so. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's pretty funny. So they can just make their testi- testes huge. Don't test these testes. Uh, so I believe Itachi is the one I want to talk about. Um, which Itachi? Is I- Itachi. Um, oh, no, that's a weasel. All the animals, all the clever animals, so raccoons, foxes, weasels. Yeah, they're all, all like of these sneaky. things have spiritual lives as well. Because yeah. um, in Japan, the spirit world is associated with nature. So once mm-hmm. you pass the bounds of civilization, there's usually like uh, there would usually be a Shinto temple or shrine marking that that was the edge of civilization. That past this, this is where the spirits live, and that's why the shrines and temples are on the outskirts. Is because you're paying respects to the things that are beyond that. Um, and so, uh, anything that has to do with nature, deer, uh, weasels, raccoons, uh, foxes, foxes, the most famous, I would say, of the animal spirits, besides the tanuki, tanuki and kitsune are both up there. Super popular. Um, yeah, those things all had spiritual lives and could, uh, kick your ass if they wanted to. I'm trying to remember what what are the ones that are the old monks that live at the top. They're like the bird monks that live at the top of um, mountains. Oh, Tengu. It's no. Tengu, I think. I don't. I honestly could not think. Of those that. see these are the scary ones. Um, and people used to. Let's talk about Tengu. If that's what they're the called. The red faced guys. The yeah, the red face with the long nose. It's Tengu for sure. Yeah. Tengu. Tengu. No, those are the dogs. <clears throat> Maybe I'm getting, I'm getting like yeah, kind of this bird. guy. Bird. Okay, bird guys. They're not that means <laughs> heavenly dog, but they're like shown in many different ways. They have wings. What there's it seems like dog is kind of a theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah dogs are super. Um, I'm not spiritual too. And monkeys, pretty much any animal. Okay. You'd really think that it would show up if I searched it on the Dai Tengu. Oh, here we go. Um. 
So, okay, Daitangu, Art, and Kotangu. That's why I'm not finding it. So, Daitangu and Kotangu are two different types of, um, of these dudes who um, were believed to be, like, monks, I think, um, that died, and then they become these, like, protectors of these Shinto areas. Or they can also be, like, these evil things. Like, they kind of look like crows. They're these giant um, men in monks' robes, um, sometimes with swords and long noses or beaks with red faces. And they're more like wild birds than people. Um, they love, like, trinkets and magical items. Um, and so, like, sometimes they're, like, very funny and they can be easily fooled by people, but the more powerful ones, the Daitengu, would actually, like, um, demand sacrifices so that what would happen in, like, ancient times is for a good harvest or for, like, the weather to not be as miserable, like, for fewer monsoons to come, they would sometimes send young women and men from the village up into the, up into the mountains, um, to just go walk out there and die, basically, as a sacrifice to the, to the gods or the spirits, um, which is all pretty buck wild. Um, and so that's where it gets kind of scary, but also, um... But they're good in nature, right, that they want to protect? Yeah, they're just trying to keep people in their space and just, like, keep you from... Generally, they're trying to teach you a lesson. You've, you usually get what you deserve, um, in any of these stories, like, um, keeping your word to people, not betraying people. There's, um... The Ice Woman, who I forget how her name specifically. A lot of the most famous ones are in this movie Dreams by uh, Akira Kurosawa. Um, and it doesn't have a great review on Rotten Tomatoes, but I think they're <laughs> wrong because it's a very good movie. It just is several different uh, vignettes all set um, in these, like, important... Um, yokai-related instances. Um, And so there's this one ancient tale about uh, the ice ice woman who there's these two men sent out to go logging and they get trapped on the wrong side of the river in this horrible blizzard and one of them ends up uh, like collapsing from uh, hypothermia and frostbite and so the younger one has to carry his his friend um, back to a nearby cabin but they cannot start a fire because all the wood is wet, and so they're just freezing to death, hoping that um, they're able to survive till morning or until the snow breaks and cross the river. Um, and then he sees this beautiful woman float in in these long, flowing robes, and her skin is, like, pale blue, and she has, like, icy eyes and, like, long black hair, and he watches her float over, over the older one, and, like, suck his soul, his life out, essentially. He, like, sees the man's spirit leave his body, and she, like, takes it away from him. And then she floats over to him, and she's about to. But then she makes a comment on how beautiful he is. (laughs) And she's, like, yeah, she's basically, like, you know, you're the most gorgeous young man that, like, you're far too young and too beautiful for me to take you right now. I, I, um, I will spare you but never tell anyone about this meeting. And then she disappears. And then he is able to, his friend is dead in the morning, but he survives, even though he's completely covered in snow. Mm-hmm. He wakes up and he survives somehow. Goes back to the village. Uh, a year later to the day, 
he is walking between villages and he sees a beautiful young woman on the road and she happens to be going in the same direction as he is and he they start walking and talking and um they realize they have a lot of things in common and they fall in love instantly and by that evening they're married and they have all these kids and they have a very successful business and he continues being a logger and he always (laughs) goes out in the woods and they they start building a family and a life together and everyone comments on how uh, otherworldly and beautiful and untouchable she seems and she's just the most gorgeous uh, person anyone's ever seen in this village and he's so happy they both are Mm -hmm. genuinely Mm -hmm. and then one night about five years into their marriage he's talk he's drinking sake and talking to her by the fire and he catches a glimpse of her as some wind comes through the window and blows her hair and he says you know it's funny never mind and she goes what what were you gonna say she keeps pressing him he's like i i can't talk about it she goes no tell me like it seems there's something on your mind and he tells her all about (laughs) he tells her the story the whole story about how he watched this blue woman all in white with long black flowing hair come and alight over his friend and take his friend's life and then spare his and he laughs he says this was just a dream but just then you reminded me so much of her and at that moment the fire starts going out and it starts turning low and all the light is sucked and all the light and warmth is sucked from the room and his sake turns ice cold in his hand and she floats up from where she had been sewing Uh. and she says in an otherworldly voice that he's never heard anything like it uh, she says you fool I told you you promised me that you would tell no one of this and now look at the life you're throwing away you will never see me again and if you go into those woods once more you will not leave the way you did before and she then there's a gust of wind the fire goes out Jesus. and when he relights it she's gone and he is left to take care of the kids and the family knowing that he's given that up by betraying the promise that he made to her the only woman he ever loved wow yeah so anyway <laughs> so. i kind of saw it coming like once you like got further into it but like it yeah it's spooky yeah so, yeah, and that's the other thing is that sometimes, like, these yokai really get involved in the human world themselves. Yeah, it's fucked yeah. up. They get involved in the human world themselves. Like she has to have known. Yeah, but she, and she does, and, like, in the story, it's like she's pretty clear that she does love him, but she had her rules. And so they, they have their own, like, set of rules and codes of honor that don't totally make sense to people. And that's what's kind of fun is, like, there's really silly yokai, like, testicle walls that you can't walk past. <laughs> And bed mats running and chasing you around, and guitars that uh, broke, stuff like that. But um, like, there's also a lot of ones that are about like the uncanny valley between yeah. humans and nature, and how they can live in harmony, but that they live by different laws and rules. Oh, creepy. yeah. So anyway, that's a fun story. I like that. Yeah. My I, other sister is super obsessed with skulls and skeletons. And she really wanted to get, I forgot the name of um, the demon, but he's, like, this huge skeleton guy. Um, and she thought that he was really cute and wanted to get him, like, tattooed on her. The giant skeleton from the painting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, so she, like, <laughs> told my mom in, like, this group chat. My mom was like, no, like, don't get it. He eats souls. Like, <laughs> he means, like, bad is this, luck. Is like, this he's Nikki? Like, 
Chelsea. Oh, okay. He's like an evil spirit. She was like so serious. Like, do not get him tattooed. And she was like, okay, geez. <laughs> yeah, I see, that's thought, the thing. Not religious, but thought, very superstitious. Yeah, like I thought he was just cute. And she's like, no. Like, he's bad news bears. <laughs> it was super funny. Um, and my mom was just so, like, into it. But, yeah. Why, this think... explains a lot of, like... It's kind of funny. It's it's still it's not religious, but it's like the same fear based thing that like religion is. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you don't make your bed, then like your bedroll will eat you. Right. It's like <laughs> the same thing as like you know rules like being kosher, mostly around the fact that like it was really hard to properly cook <laughs> chicken and pork back in the day. Right. You know those were unclean animals because yeah, you'll probably die if you try and cook that on it's a fire. Like, you know, it's just like yeah, it's Japan. It's like my mom telling me that like my eyes would turn into squares if I watch TV. Right, or, like, it's using it's using yeah, supernatural it's like, explanations <laughs> for supernatural fear to scare children to scare you into doing what's into, best for you anyway. You yeah, know, but um, I have a, I can recommend the movie. Uh, there's a version of that story I just told in the film Kwaidan, K W A I D A N by uh, Masaki Kobayashi that I really recommend. It's very good. Quite on. Cool. Yeah, quite on. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my subject. I don't know if I want to watch it. Oh, it's super, it's super it. fun. I don't know. I'm intrigued. Do you like scary stuff like this? Yeah. You I do? do? Yeah, I'm a, I don't know. I like scary movies for sure. Ugh. Yeah, here. No thanks. Right there. Ew, especially like Japanese horror movies. They're just so scary. I honestly haven't watched a Japanese horror movie. I think it's definitely... Something I should. What's I the should most do. famous? The Grudge. That's Japanese. That's a Japanese one. I think the the one that came out in America is more famous now, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I actually haven't seen The Grudge. Me neither. I just. I don't, like I don't think I, I have the stomach for it. Terrifying. I can't. Yeah. She's actually really creepy. She looks really creepy in this. The the the, the woman. Ice. Yeah. The yes, when she's the when she's the um I forget what they're called. There's a name for it. Um. <sighs> Ice Ghost, Japan, um, Yukiona, Yukiona, Woman of the Snow. That makes sense. Yuki is snow. Yep. Um, that's probably why you had like super demonic experiences. They were demonic. They were just Japan. like ghostly. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is like cats. Yeah, cats, cats are, are, are big spirits in Japan, and there's a lot of super them. Super spiritual. So there's some cats that were brought. Um, I forget if cats are even native to Japan, uh, or if they were brought by other people. Um, I don't know. But they're supposed to be, like, very big. Uh, they are, like, spirits. Okay, yeah. so there are two wild cats, um, and some of them were domesticated um, there. So you can tell the difference because, because of the tails and the faces. Mm-hmm. There's differences between the Western cats that were brought in later and the cats that have always lived there. And apparently the cats that have always lived there don't really like outsiders that much. (laughs) And here's the thing about the neighborhood I was staying in. There were cats fucking everywhere. Oh, shit. And I would wake up after my horrible nightmares, which usually involved a cat, and there would be cats meowing outside. (laughs) And so often I would would I would put food out for them. And You're water like, and I'm stuff. Kind. Yes, and my host family's like, please don't do that because they're very loud. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm <laughs> I have to. I've have caught to the superstition, man. The yeah, uh, I couldn't oh do that. I'm, I'm not a cat person at all, and like that. Oh. That's like part of the reason why. It's just like I just don't trust them at all. I they love cats. They scare me so much. They're Western like, cats like me. 
Ugh. Even Western cats, like I just don't really, I don't know. They're creepy. I feel out. like they're like trying to get me. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they're trying sure. to get you for sure. Yeah, we should put on the record that Silas has a dog. Yeah. Named Gibbs. He's super very cute. cute. Dog named Gibbs. Um, if we could have brought yeah. Gibbs on too, we could have done another four four person four person yeah, episode. Okay, I'll just post a picture of Gibbs. Perfect. He would have just been like. Uh, like, kind of howling throughout the whole episode, Aww. probably. Been, like, some nice background. Does he howl? He kind of, he just, like, talks. He doesn't really bark or anything. He, just he, he will bark a little bit, but he, like, kind of does this, like, it's, it's just, like, him, like, in, inserting himself into a conversation. Like, if we're, like, talking too much, um, like, at the house, he'll, like, he'll, like, start talking jet to him. He'll, like, jet <laughs> in. He'll, like, oh. And then everyone just stops. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, like, what, what is it, Gibbs? Like, what, what do you need to tell us? <laughs> That's so cute. One of my lightning rounds is going to be this video called Pupception on Twitter, where it shows, like, in um, Zootopia, when all, like, the security guard wolves start howling, and then, like, this person's dog start howling, and then someone else's dog is watching that video and starts howling, and oh, someone no. else watches that video and it starts howling. Um, so I wonder if, if Gibbs would, would she, howl or talk. There was Dabception a while back. Did you guys catch that on... Uh, I think it was Instagram. No. Where people were sending, like, you know, the the um, picture-in-picture thing that you can yeah, do. Yeah, mm-hmm. As a response to their friend dabbing, they would then send a picture-in-picture of them dabbing with that to another person. And then that person would turn that into a picture-in-picture and then dab and send that on. Oh, and no. so it became a thing where you could see, like, if you had a microscope, you could probably see millions of dabs. I think I showed you the picture of like it was a tweet I I just live on Twitter um, of like I hate millennials and it was like a screenshot of like if you hate cancer like screenshot with a dab of your bitmoji oh yeah one of those chain (laughs) things and like (laughs) everyone's a bitmoji it's just like dabbing (laughs) (laughs) millennials new like MySpace chain thing I'm looking at I'm looking at old drawing of a bunch of tanuki people using their testicles as raincoats <laughs> to stay out of the rain. <laughs> this is good. Uh, <laughs> because podcast of their called tanuki. tanuki. What, no, what do you say? Don't test these testes. Don't test these testes. Now, the actual animal, I cannot stress how cute All I think these, it is. They're pretty cute. They are kind of half dog, half raccoon. They're so fucking um, but If cute. I hear the word tanuki, I just think of raccoon that's just like the japanese oh look it's using its balls for like little spirits to play and bounce around they're like catching fish with <laughs> yeah, their, yeah 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 with their testicles See, they so can make their scrotum banding together to, to i mean to technically it's fish. their it's their scrotum it's not their yeah. testicles that, that are magical but there's testicles in there somewhere swimming around in that giant giant Some thing nice Elastic scrotum. This is kind of related to my topic, which is hilarious. Perfect. In the weirdest way. But let's move on. Yeah, let's let's move on uh, to to Psy Guy. To Psy okay, guy. sweet. Um, so uh, I'm talking about spicy food today. Ooh, yeah, that is fun. I yeah. think that is inherently fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I had. To, I was gonna bring. I so I was in. Um, I was in Santa. Or I keep saying Santa Fe. New Mexico, uh-huh. um, for uh, spring break, and um, was really just like feeling the the like spicy snack food mm-hmm. on the road trip. Yeah. Um, lots of hot Cheetos, and then lots of uh, Doritos. Makes they make these like little like rolled. It's basically a talkie, but 
Uh, I think it's kind of controversial, but I like them better than Takis. They're huh. a little limier, and you don't taste like the corn chip quite as much. Takis taste like Fritos to Dynamita. me. Dynamita. The Dynamitas, yep, that's it. Uh, the oh, chili yeah, yeah. No, ones those are very good. Are so good. Have you yeah. filled with anything? No, it's just like uh, a little like, like rolled. Roll it does kind of look like a taki though. Doesn't yeah, it? it's well. And, like, have you ever had a taki before? Like, I haven't had a taki. Okay, they're they're just like takis, but I think the the dynamitas are a little bit better. Um, so takis are also rolled. I always thought of a taki as just like the same thing as a Cheeto. No, no, they're like these little rolled corn chips. They're really, they're really good. Huh. They're super crunchy. I like them better than the Cheetos because they're, they're like crunchier, just like, uh, just like these nice <laughs> apple chips. There's a bit these, of foley work. That's what it go. would yeah. sound like to eat a taki, but exactly. I use a different chip. There we go. That's good. <laughs> good crunch. Good crunch. Um, but I was like intrigued, like why, and I kind of heard before. But, like, why spicy foods appeal to some people and not other people. Mm -hmm. And um, my friend Carly was telling me that um, it's actually, like, an endorphin release uh, when you eat spicy food. And it's, like, kind of an addiction. So what? Yeah. And, and, like, true story, the other thing is you're, you don't even, like, taste spicy food. It's not like you, your taste buds can't register spice. It's actually just the... Um, nerves? Like a sensation? Yeah, it's like nerves. It's like pain. Yeah. So you get like this endorphin release from the pain that that makes <laughs> well. you like spicy food. And slowly that, you build a tolerance to it. So when you're little, you probably don't like spicy food that much. But right. the more and more you eat of spicy food, the more you like it. And like the more like <laughs> the more your brain is like, oh, I like the endorphin release from this spicy food. Mm-hmm. So it's kind wow. of this whole like weird, crazy <laughs> thing. It, um, it's. I feel like we're on the same wavelength here. Well, like you have to talk. <laughs> no, I just feel well, like you could get just so deep with like all of this stuff. I was gonna say that I definitely eat spicy things as if I'm addicted mm-hmm. to them. Like yeah. if someone oh, puts a thing exactly. of salsa in front of me, I cannot stop. Mm-hmm. Same, I cannot yeah. like yeah. any other any other snack. I could be like, yeah, I'll take it or leave it. But if there's chips and salsa around, or chips and spicy queso, mm-hmm. I will not stop. I will not rest. I will not sleep. I will not eat anything else until it is gone. So is yeah. there... Or I'm dead from stomach like ulcers. Like a correlation between, like, how much spice you like and your pain tolerance? Or is it completely different? Or how I naughty think, you are? I think it's Or how different. naughty you are. Um, I think, like, I was, I, I was, like, reading a little bit, and, it, like, it's, like, talking about, like, how, like, people that like spicy foods are masochists or like it was like I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I saw a link to it I didn't click and explore but um, <laughs> it was like it like in my my Google searching I, I had noticed it and I was like alright that's a little weird like maybe maybe people like just really like pain and spice I mean like as somebody who really likes spicy foods I also think I've got a pretty high pain tolerance I don't think it's mm. because like I don't think I don't know if they necessarily correlate because I feel like it's a it's two different types of pain. Yeah, because I don't like spicy food, and mm-hmm. I feel like I have a pretty high pain tolerance. Like no, I have like yeah. my nose pierced, like my ears, and like got a tattoo, and like none of it hurt at all. Yeah. But when it comes to spicy food, like mild salsa is like where I'll stop. <laughs> you just have to. You <laughs> like gotta expand your horizons. Much. Like, like just and keep 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 doing it. I like, like Asian spice more okay. than like any I, other spice. I, I totally get that. Not that's, to like that's a spice that I. <laughs> it's a different spice. Play it's a different profile. flavor. It totally is. Or like like wasabi, 
by far my favorite spice. Don't like wasabi. Oh, really? Wasabi is so wasabi. great. Like, yeah, it's well, it's kind of like alcohol where it like hits you in the palate differently yeah. depending on what. That's true. Yeah. What's such a thing is for me. Like wasabi is like a rush. Like <laughs> yeah, wasabi is a rush because the palate goes all the way up in your fucking nose, yeah, dude. Just Did like you that's see? amazing. It's, I feel it behind my eyes uh-huh. if I get enough Steve-o wasabi. On Jackass, he like snorts wasabi. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he pukes. Yeah. That was awful. <laughs> Worst. Anyway, I like. Oh, you know, like those red pepper flakes you put in like pho and like ramen. And okay, stuff? yeah. I yeah. love that shit, but I can't even do like Cholula or like Tabasco. No, see, okay. I used to really hate all that stuff and like sriracha too. Mm-hmm. And now yeah, I'm at I can't the point, do sriracha. Now yeah. I'm at the point where whenever I go get pho, I have to put sriracha in there. Yeah, I have to put I have to put spice on just about anything now, like anything. <laughs> Yeah, I used to, <laughs> just to get Anything. some excitement. I need, I need the rush. No, the tried and layers, spice. <laughs> Do you, uh, we're, Aaron, Aaron went on spring break with me for a little while. Uh-huh. Um, were you there when I, I put all the, there's a really good seasoning called Slapio Mama. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's really nice yeah. stuff. It's like a powder. Um, but I put, it was already like pre-spiced, like the, the food that we had made. And I put more of the Slapio Mama on it. And I was, like, sitting by the campfire, like, dripping sweat. Just kind of, like... Yeah, why do you like that? I was, I was wavy. Yeah, when I kept yeah, I saying, I'm wavy, Morgan Davy. it was that night. Just a reference to another podcast that I listened to. <laughs> yeah, I was very wavy that night. Yeah. That's a like British that. term. Yeah. For what, drunk? Yes. yes. I like that. Yeah, I like it, too. It's not like you're like drunk that. yet. You're just wavy. It's tipsy. Like, like, it's wavy. Like, I like that. I, and I think it's That's a little like beyond perfect. tipsy. Like, yeah. being wavy is, like, great. I, yeah. lo- I love being wavy. wavy. Yeah. Like, a little past yeah. tipsy. Wavy's yeah. good. You, you don't, like, don't want to go on the I was floor. crashing on the rocks by the end of the night, yeah. though. It was a dark and stormy sea. That was when Aaron ate all of his Italian sausage and then forgot about it the next morning. The next morning, I was like, oh, I'm so excited for breakfast. Like, I'm going to get my Italian sausage. Where's my Italian sausage? Where are the guys? Guys, where did I put my Italian sausage? I was like, I think you ate that. Yeah. Oh. I was like, no way. the worst. But I did. But, um, but yeah, go on. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, with spicy food, so it's basically there's a, a chemical or like a compound in um, in spicy food called capsaicin, which is like a... Capsaicin. It's like what is spicy. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it, it basically just is painful, not actually flavorful. Huh. So... You anytime you taste spice, it's actually you just feeling spice, which is kind of weird. Nervous. It's like, ah. yeah, yeah. Do you think I love that? Like you, like you'll ever taste regular food again? Yeah, I mean, I like I taste food. I enjoy like it's not like I'm burning my taste buds off because you're actually not burning your taste buds. They can take it. Yeah, they can take it because you're not you're not even affecting them with spice. Yeah, you're well, just, you're just fucking up your nerves. I, I can tell you. Did you look up Scoville units at all in preparation for this? What are Scoville units? Scoville units is are the measurement by which something is spicy. So what you were talking uh, about okay. is how many like the the I think the number of those guys has to do with the Scoville units, and it's how powerful the burn is. So I once on a um, okay, yeah, yeah. I once on a dare had something that was like a million Scoville units and like a, like the ghost pepper is like, um, like, like we're biologically highest. engineering things to be hotter. The ghost pepper is biologically engineered to be the hottest thing. Um, okay. Yeah. Like right here. It's so I found like a good, good scale. Um, like a, like a sweet bell pepper is zero. Red uh-huh. chilies are like 500 to 700 Scoville units. Um, mm. Pure capsaicin is 15 million Scoville units. Yeah. Holy. Yeah, okay. I think we're looking at the yeah, same thing. Yeah. U.S. grade pepper spray 
is five million on the Scoville units. Mm-hmm. And what I ate was where is it? I don't even think this thing has the ghost pepper on it. No. Mine doesn't either. The ghost pepper is one million Scoville units. So okay. I was about a million Scoville units yeah, down. Yeah, what do you think your like tolerance is? I mean, I don't. I, I don't think I've got an extraordinary tolerance. Like, I can. I can handle it. I don't think I've like totally burned or totally like desensitized myself to, to, to capsaicin <laughs> yeah. at this point. But um, <laughs> like, I could definitely like, I could eat like a whole Serrano pepper and like, kind of shake it off. Which that's, is that's up there. That is up there. It's eight to twenty three thousand. Well, have you seen Scoby those? Units. Have you seen wow. the the um, the noisy interviews? Right. I think it's noisy that does it. Oh, on YouTube, yeah. yeah what I think. Oh, oh, the the uh, it, the, ch- the chicken wings. The chicken yeah, wings. Yes. Chicken wings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is it I don't know who it, it might is. Be. I don't um, think it is noisy. Now that I'm trying to find it. Wing, wings. I have a really nasty infection. Oh. Yeah, has it gotten worse? Uh, it, so it burst. Actually, it was, it's kind of gross. Um, one day we I woke up in New Mexico and just had this like infection underneath my my thumbnail. It was really, really nasty. What did it look like? Um, there was like a pocket of pus under one side of it, and then a pocket of pus on the other side, like where my cuticle is, like right there. And it, it was, popped. and it popped. Yeah, oh, just I the other night when, it popped. Monday I love night. when things pop. It, like, and I didn't <laughs> I know. Too. I didn't I notice that too. it did. I was like, I was uh, like pre gaming for a concert, and uh, and like looked down and I had like blood all over my shirt, and I was like, this <laughs> is really. Gr-. It was like blood and pus. It was nasty. That happened. My, that's basically what happened. My ear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so this the, it's called Hot Ones, where hot ones, they yeah. interview uh-huh. uh, people as they enjoy hot wings. And there's some really good ones. Hannibal Burress, Eric Andre, and Mac DeMarco. I was just going to say, Mac DeMarco is great, great watches. Yeah. Um, and also, okay, so the place I work has some hot peppers that are, we don't make them in-house. They aren't even fucking really our, like, we just get them from mm-hmm. someplace. Um, so they're probably served at other chains and uh-huh. small towns where people are like, Bethany, you make the best hot peppers I've ever done had. And she's just like taking Why, credit. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. She just takes credit. Doesn't even mention that it's Old flown in uh, from Schenectady, New York. But anyway, <laughs> people love this shit. And so the first very nice spring day, which is a distant memory on a day like today where it's yeah. sleeting outside. Um... The very first nice spring day of this year, all the DU students came out and started walking around drunk and high off their asses uh, on all kinds of stuff. And they all came into Snarfs for some sandwiches. One girl, who is particularly fucked up on I don't know what, walked in, asked for, didn't order anything. Her friends did, but she didn't order anything. She said, do you guys have those peppers? Like, you know, like those pepper, like they're it's like olives in there too. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Here, let me get you some. So we give her a little cup of, she takes that cup, dumps it into her bare hand, grabs barbecue sauce, pours it all over the hot peppers and says, I fucking love this stuff and just shoves it in her stupid face right there in front of all of us. And we, our mouths all just hung open. We were like, what? That's horrifying. And she sat there like chewing on it Uh-oh. for what seemed like ages. Like she had like four stomachs to get through or something. But like she left just the biggest fucking mess I've ever seen in my life. Oh. Wow. 
Yeah, so that's how much some people love spice. That's the point of that story. Yeah, I mean, like, that's... I feel like you're a little more put together than that. Yeah, I, I, will, I won't go that <laughs> yeah, far. I yeah. mean, I do, like, if I go out for sushi, people, like, are appalled at how much wasabi I use. Mm. Um, uh-huh. But it's, like, one, honestly, like, one of my favorite parts of sushi is, uh, is wasabi. I wish I liked spice. Like, sometimes the ginger that comes with sushi is, like, too spicy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like spice... Okay, here's two things. Spice and weed are two things that you can really feel left out on. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Okay? That is because totally fair. if you don't yeah. like smoking True. weed, like I don't, then, like, you can be feel very left out when everyone else is like, I love smoking weed. I'm like, this will make me want to die. And some, I feel like spice is the same thing because yeah. I used to really hate spicy stuff and our, yeah. my friends would be like, let's go to... Spicy basil. It's like a Thai place yeah, where yeah, everything yeah. is super hot. Yeah. And I couldn't enjoy myself. I would just get soup and water. And now I love it. But I feel you. It's like yeah. kind of like uh, you kind of feel like like you're missing something. Especially like out here. And like I have family in Arizona and uh-huh. New Mexico. Yeah. And like, yeah. I was always Spice just like the one like crying at the table. Like, deal. I need yeah. chocolate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, chocolate. it's definitely. I think like it was kind of like growing up, like I kind of felt like obligated to like spice my Mm. dad loves spicy food my mom like is is a pretty big fan like i'd say her her capsaicin tolerance is like or capsaicin tolerance that's yeah i think that's right uh is pretty it's pretty high but my dad's is like through the roof like he's like he takes spicy food like like no one i know and like everything he loves like loves it so much and i was like man i I think i just have to like live up to my dad's (laughs) Spice yeah, standards, I get there. and I mean, slowly, I'm slowly, I'm doing it. Nice, um, getting there. Do you have a favorite, like, genre of spice? I, I guess like cuisine. Is what ooh, I'm asking. Um, Indian food. I love. I do oh, love that, Indian food. Meant, I do love Indian <laughs> Indian spice. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Indian <laughs> spice. Low, low fi Like yeah, yeah. House spice. Some house spice. Um. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Indians. Indians up there. Um. I really like. I gotta say I love green chili. Mm. Like my my dad grew up in in Pueblo, which is one yeah. of like it's like the green chili capital of Colorado. Definitely doesn't rival or yeah, New Mexico. Like yeah, New Mexico yeah. is better, but yeah. Yeah. um, like green chili. Like, and I'm not talking about like the pepper. I'm talking about like the the soup. Yeah, like the, green the, chili, the, the chili, the verde salsa yeah. verde. No, not no, no. Oh, no, you like mean green chili? Green chili, like it's I've like yet to this, have a like, green chili that yeah. I like. Soup, that I love sauce. I mean, it's probably like. Homemade green chili is a thing. So, like, my, my family is, like, very, like, proud of their green chili. I feel my, like it's just, My like dad makes slimy. it. My mom makes it. That's Aww. because you aren't having the right green chili. Exactly. Because they probably, like, Because I, I go down to Pete's. Yeah. And their green Pete's chili. green chili is horrible. It's yeah. really it, not good. I don't like no. it. And I'm like, what's the big deal about this green? It's like, what's the deal with green chili? It's like jello green chili. It's got, it has uh, a weird slime to it. It's yeah, got, like, this kind of gelatinous form. Um, <laughs> but real green chili is, like, Probably my favorite spice. Like so a really nice. So are like millions of fans out there yeah, listening right millions. now. Hey baby. Where where should they go in Denver to get some great spicy food? And where let's be clear. Let's be clear. We're going to hand pick each and every single answer for each <laughs> of you individual honeys out there. <laughs> You're um, listening to Love Radio with Encyclopedia. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um ooh. Um, I kind of put you on the spot. I know, I know. I'm, I'm yeah, I might have to. I'm trying to think. Um, I don't like. I don't go out to eat all that often in Denver's. I mean, like, I do, but I don't like. I go for like the like 
like Taco Tuesday, like one dollar taco deals Hi. or like I mean like if you want some like cheap, cheap spice, go to Anthony's Pizza on Wednesday nights, dollar slice night, and just like dump all the crushed red pepper <laughs> you can imagine on your pizza and you got some good spice there. Yeah, we'll just have like spicy life hacks. By yeah, Thomas. yeah, I think that's definitely definitely possible. Um, cool. You can just eat a ball of wasabi. That, that's, that's always true. a good one. Really, yeah. I'm just a big, big advocate for wasabi. I love wasabi so much. That's like by far big my ad- favorite. Big advocate. You're out on the yes. street. Love wasabi peas. Yeah. Door to door. Yeah, I've got a big, big... I'm have you heard the wasabi. good word? Yeah. <laughs> have you heard the good word? Wasabi! <laughs> Oh my gosh, what a trip. Yeah, I can't yeah. can't relate, but that's okay. really, that is, that's a fun topic. Yeah, yeah. that's fun, thank it, you. And it is oh, very personal. Mm, really good spicy. Um, agave taco bar, once again, another dollar, dollar yes. food item. Agave nice. has Taco Tuesdays, one dollar, but their chips and salsa, like, they, they give you, like, a, a trio of salsas, mm-hmm. and they, like, give you this, it's like a creamy green salsa, but it's their spiciest salsa, and it's a really, like, it's a good spice. You don't think it's going to be spicy because it's creamy. Some bites are, like, extremely spicy and some aren't. It's kind of like a Ooh, like, like a mixed bag. Yeah. Interesting. Like a, are fun. Yeah. Or, like, um, oh, have you ever had have you ever had Shishito peppers before? Yes, I love those. Like, uh, sometimes it's, like... You get, you get, uh, yeah, no, and they're just, like, yeah. it's, like, eating popcorn to me. You just kind of, like, just, like, pop them in your mouth, and then, like, no. you get one, and you're just, like, you're kind of <laughs> fucked. Like, it's great. Uh, yeah. Those really like scare me, but it's really fun. Russian roulette with it peppers. Is. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it gives you like a little adrenaline rush. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Um, sweet. Let's do lightning round real quick, and then I have to do mine real quick, and then we'll go. Sweet. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> cool. We have 21 minutes, right? That's what yes. you said? You said 58? 58. 58. I mean, I could be late, but okay. around there. Around six. All right. All right. Lightning so, round. Go with me, Hannah, um, since you haven't spoken sure. yet about your things. I mean, I have a lot. I'm going to do two real quick. Okay. One of them is just the word Q, like standing in a line, is just letter Q with four silent letters after it, and it really bothers me. And I don't. <laughs> I don't know why, like, the four extra letters are there, but whatever. Okay. Second lightning round is I did some research of, like, mysticism in Japanese culture, and it turns out that the first pretty much recorded, like, Japanese person ever recorded in like written history and Japan's like one of their first rulers or if not the first ruler was a shaman queen named Queen Himiko I think is her name I could be wrong Um, but she's not referenced in Japanese texts but she's referenced in Chinese and Korean texts but the Japanese culture kind of just like doesn't acknowledge her presence um, and kind of thinks of her more as like a myth or a legend whereas like Korean and Chinese texts have talked about, like, meetings with her and, like, meetings with, like, their old emperors and stuff. And the fact that she was a shaman and, like, used magic and sorcery to, like, rule Japan was super cool. Because I don't... I usually think of Japan as a very, like, mystical shaman, like, sorcery type of country. But one of their first rulers, like, was this amazing shaman queen, which I thought was super cool. Um... And there's this weird thing about, like, burial grounds and how they would make them in the shape of, like, keyholes. And there's some, like, cool, like, mystic history there. But I just thought that was super cool. Um, well, also, like, it's... I, I, this, okay, I could, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that 
um, Japan is supposed to have been like painted onto the earth by the sun goddess. Yeah, yeah. And okay. so the sun goddess then also gave start to the J- Japanese royal line. Yeah. And so like every emperor and empress and like everyone who's been royalty uh, since the beginning is like descended from her. Yeah. And so like, and also the first novel in Japan, the tale of Genji, um, was actually that might it might not be fair to call it like first novel, but um, it was yeah yeah sometimes called the world's first novel, the first modern novel, the first psychological novel, or first novel still to be considered a classic. See. Okay. So all those things. Um, Gilgamesh was maybe earlier, but wasn't written down in like an actual book. So Tale of Genji was also written by a woman. Hmm. So a lot cool. of lot of yeah, lots of lot like of badass women in Japanese totally. history. Like always like secret and mysterious about it. Yeah. But yeah. So let's do you next for lightning round. Okay. My thing is um, okay. So my thing is listening to all types of music and I'm not talking about the people who are like I like everything but country and rap fuck you alright here's the thing here's the thing uh, you can't make good music you can't make good any type of art unless you're enjoying as many types of that art as you possibly can and I think that's very true with music you cannot make good music if you're not listening to everything or at least giving it a try um, like some great examples is Lou Reed like a couple years before he died, said that, like, Yeezus by Kanye was, like, the first truly original, astounding thing he'd heard in decades. Hmm. And this is Lou Reed of the Velvet Underground who, like, helped start punk and, like, indie rock and all this stuff. And I love uh, when artists, like, reference each other in different genres. They, like, shout each other out and they're, like... Or, like, how Kanye loves Bonnie Vare. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly, right? And then Frank Ocean hit up Sandy Alex G, one of my favorites, because Frank Ocean and that whole crew, like, uh, the Odd Future crew kind of listen to everything, Mm -hmm. you know? They Mm -hmm. listen to a lot of indie rock and emo and things like that. Well, and, like, I mean, it obviously influences their music so much. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it's it's different. That's why it's something that you haven't necessarily heard before. Uh, Danny Brown just released an album uh, with Kendrick, and he said that Kendrick was the only, to Pimp Butterfly, was the only rap he was listening to when he was working on the album. He was listening Mm -hmm. to System of a Down and Bob Dylan. Mm -hmm. And it's like... You know, which by the way, System of a Down is a good band that not enough people give credit because they're they're metal. They're so good. Musically, they're so talented. Mm -hmm. They're crazy talented. He is um, the lead singer and songwriter, has one of the most amazing voices. Um, Like, scientifically, one of the most Mm -hmm. incredible voices since. um, Oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. The singer from Queen. It's Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury, thank you. Yeah, like, yeah. they actually have similar ranges. Like, mm-hmm. not okay, he's yeah. not quite as insane, but he has a very impressive range. I bring this up because I listened to Missy Elliott the other day, and I had, like, a couple weeks ago, I heard um, reverse it, or turn, flip it, turn it, reverse whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I had never heard that song before, and it made me start listening to music again because I'd nice. been, like, off music for, like, two months straight. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. Nice. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, Silas. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the the White Sands um, National Monument and Missile Range. Um, and kind nice. of how creepy it was. I was just down there, back to back to spring break, New Mexico. It's just on the mind. But um, White Sands National Monument um, is probably one of the coolest places on earth. Um, they're just these like 
Whoa. white sand sand dunes that just kind of stretch across the desert. Wow. In this one chunk of New Mexico. It's all gypsum sand, so it doesn't like doesn't really get hot. It doesn't like huh. if you're like you think sand dunes and like you think like scorching your feet. Yeah. But it's like really pretty cool to the touch. Like I was barefoot the whole time I was there. It was incredible. Wow. The sand's super soft, but it's also like smack dab in the middle of this giant missile range that like takes up like a probably like a tenth of New Mexico. And it's like all of this federal land that um they kind of can do whatever they want to on it. Um, and they'll actually shut down the National Monument for, like, a like a good chunk of the day, like, twice a week at least. Yeah. And they kick you out of the National national Monument. Like, you're not allowed to be there at all. Um, you can't even, like, go down into the valley where it's in. Um, and it's, it's kind of creepy and that eerie, creepy. Um, like, remnants of, like, the Cold War kind of feel. Um, and uh, actually, we, like, backcountry camped when we were there. Nice. And um, got to hike in, and they were, like, warning us. Like, they're, like, if you find any un- unexploded or undetonated ordinances or, like, like any, like, missile parts, don't touch them. Don't pick them up. So, of Ooh. course, like, my immediate thought was, like, I'm definitely going to, like, definitely <laughs> like, going to take this home and, <laughs> like, hold on to it as a relic. How cool would that be? And yeah. just, like, on your mantle to show your grandkids. And they're, they're like, like, Grandpa, is that thing working? Did you take one? No, we, I didn't find it. Oh, okay. But I, I w- seriously would have taken it if oh, I if I. That just sat on your mantle. People came over to your house and were like, is that yeah. thing armed? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Here, be. you hit it with a hammer. <laughs> is it is it radioactive? Uh, I don't I don't know. Your guess is as good as That'd mine. Be a fun drinking yeah. game. Just get drunk and hit hit the warhead oh, out of the hammer. It's kind of like a, the the. It's, I I don't know if it's like actually called hammer slogging, but that's like what all my friends call it. But it's where you you have like a big log. Oh, stump. stump. I call it stump. stump. People call it stump. Yeah. Hammer slogging. I think it's got a bunch of different names, but yeah, it's, it's a good <laughs> game where you just hit a nail with a hammer. Dang. But yeah, no, it's it's a crazy place. It's also very like. I don't know. I was ready to see some aliens while I was there. Yeah, I was, totally. was kind of kind of excited for that. Nothing, but um, I do it's also see the the, and the White Sands Missile Range is huge. It's actually where they uh, detonated Fat Boy, um, and like New Mexico has like a really interesting um, like relevance, like historical relevance in terms of like uh, how like much shit space it blew up. exploration and blowing shit up. Yeah, mm. yeah, they. Uh, White Sands was, like, where they did all of, like, NASA did a ton of ton of testing and research. Right. Um, and, like, the Manhattan Project was all in, like, Los Alamos, which is outside wow. of Santa Fe. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's crazy Very stuff. Cool. It looks so cool. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful place. Definitely, it definitely like worth a visit. It looks like a giant tanning booth. Yeah. You, yeah it looks Aaron, like a giant cancer, cooked. cancer pond for <laughs> me. Yeah. Cooked, yeah. They also, this is the other cool thing. They have a, they have a hot air balloon festival there. I, which I is, do want to see that. Which is really cool. Just all these hot air balloons flying around these these pure white sand dunes. That's so cool. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Um, should we do one more round? Or should I just do it? We sh- you yeah, should we do it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like my topic? You uh-huh. Okay. Um, this will be super quick since I did like the tarot stuff in the beginning of the podcast. But um, my whole thing is <laughs> kind of nerdy because I'm learning about this in school right now. But it makes me super excited. And I think I talked to you about it at lunch the other day Yay. it's something called human-centered design and basically businesses are using like designers and creatives not to like physically design visual products and stuff mm-hmm. but to incorporate like creativity and design into their principles and their culture um, and it seems almost like it's obvious but um, it's really cool to see that 
this human-centered design thing is reaching across lots of businesses, and it's, like, centered around things like empathy. And um, I took this from the field guide that said, like, you have to... Human-centered design is believing that all problems, even the seemingly intractable ones like poverty, gender equality, and clean water are solvable. So there's, like, this optimism to it. There's, like, empathy. There's... um, creative confidence where like everyone is confident or everyone is creative like anyone can come up with anything um and learning from failure and it seems almost like a cutesy <laughs> like mm-hmm. group activity camping thing but even big old companies like um GE and IBM are implementing this and they're having goals to like hire like a thousand designers every year just to come in and like think differently because when you're in these like big businesses you just think pretty linearly um, okay. And that brings me to, like, functional fixedness, which was, it's, I think it's a psychological term, um, which basically means, like, you just think of the use of one thing, like, as it is. So that whole riddle of, like, the box and the nails and the candle, have you heard of that? I don't uh-uh. know what it's called. Mm-hmm. There was this experiment where you get, like, a paper box, a candle, and, like, nails, mm-hmm. and the experiment was, like, make it so that like, the candle isn't touching the table. Or, like, something that just seemed really impossible. Um, and, like, most people just failed. But the way that you solved the riddle Wait, was, Wait, do it again? Like, Say it again? I, for, I don't know what it is oh, exactly. Okay, I should okay. look it up because, yeah, I would want to know. Like, you, you would probably figure it out. And, like, you're really creative, too. So, like, I don't think you'd have a problem. But you would, like, tack the box, like, to the wall and, like, put the candle on top of it and, like, use the tools in different ways okay, or... Yeah. There was one where, like, the answer was getting hot coals from one campsite to another because, like, you were freezing, and the answer was to, like, deflate the basketball, use it as, like, a bowl to, like, transport hot coals. Okay, Just stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, which I usually, like, hate riddles, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they super frustrate me. Shout out to Liz Butler and Ben McClellan for, like, almost killing me with a riddle that lasted, like, eight hours on a road trip because I couldn't figure it out, and I almost, like, jumped out of the car and, like, started walking back to Denver. Oh, so, okay, so you're not even supposed to think about the fact that you have a box or the book. Oh, okay. So you have a book of... <laughs> so you get a candle, a box of thumbtacks, and a book of matches, and you're supposed to yes. light it so that it won't drip onto the table below. So yes. most people won't even consider the box of, that, that the matches given, are in. that the thumbtacks yes. and matches are in. Exactly, yeah. yes. Um... Cool. And uh, I just thought that was super interesting. And one of the articles that I read for, like, human-centered design is, like, the vocabulary that we use to describe objects and services are, like, our major barriers to, like, how we could do things. So if you saw, like, a candle, you would be like, oh, a wick. And automatically you think, like, wicks are used to, like, light on fire. And that just, like, limits your, like, thinking of other possibilities. But if you describe the candle as, like, a pile of wax, string... Um, like lighter fluid and gas, then you could totally like. You're looking at the individual parts that yeah. you can then use. Yeah, yeah. And there's this cool article about like the Titanic, and if they had like sat down and like thought this way, they could have used like the tables on the boat as like floating rafts because wood floats when you like turn it upside down, mm-hmm. or like there had to be like a, like 16 cars and like the tires could have been used as like inflatable rafts and just like all this sorts of stuff. Um, it's kind of like survival in a totally. way, mm-hmm. yeah. but, like, businesses are starting to use that to solve things like poverty, clean water, um, and there's this really cool company called IDEO. They're based in San Francisco, but they're all over the world, um, and they're, like, a design firm that, like, solves the world's 
problems through shit like this and through like design and making it look pretty too and marketable because you can have the best thing ever but you can't like no one will use it unless you can market it well right um so I thought that was super cool and it makes me excited about business and the world and the reason I said it relates to like your tanuki balls thing was like yeah what the fuck oh, that's like a functional using, fixedness using thing using your testicles using as, your as testicles a as a raincoat right. exactly uh, <laughs> like how a scrotum rather your yeah. scrotum's not just a scrotum it's yeah. also a fishing a raincoat net. and a fishing <laughs> exactly. net and an invisible wall to pull pranks like yeah. it's beautiful a, a tool with which to teach moral <laughs> lessons exactly <laughs> um and even, like, I took this to, like, when I read tarot as well, because I can get so fixed on, like, what the card actually means, like, the definition, like, the lover's card. Mm-hmm. But if someone's asking about work and the lover's card is in, like, the past position, you can't be, like, like, what does that mean? That means, like, you had a relationship at your old work. Like, that's not really true. So you have to kind of look at the individual parts of the picture and, like, take it separately mm-hmm. and read it that way, which is a lot um, my readings are a lot better when I do it like that. Um, or like, how can I use Instagram differently? Or like, artificial intelligence is taking over the world. Like, what can I use artificial intelligence for to like solve homelessness or poverty or mm-hmm. totally music or like whatever you're interested in? Um, and I think it's a really cool way that we should start thinking about things, especially if you want to change the world and make an impact. Um, and it's really cool to see that like characteristics like creativity and empathy are like coming to the top instead of like hard skills like Microsoft Excel and (laughs) coding which are important sure but if you can like think creatively and innovate and design and have empathy then like you're better off that way too and it just makes me really happy about the world just some good news there (laughs) no I I like it a lot um yeah Ideo maybe I'll apply I know it's a super cool and they have offices in like Munich Tokyo San Francisco like Japan, cool. did I say that already? Yeah, all over. So we should all apply. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've just found three internships for you. Exactly. Communication design, design research, and interaction design. Exactly. And they have like ex- like customer experience design intern. Like that's for so Denver? Cool. No, no, they're not in Denver. Not in Denver. Oh. Um, but they're, they're San Francisco is like their main U.S. hub. Cambridge, Chicago, um, San Francisco. Oh, they have Chicago as well. London, Munich, Shanghai. Yeah. New York, Tokyo, Palo Alto. Like, super cool. Yeah. Um, and I'm taking a class right now, which hopefully will expand to, like, other students in the future. It's called Human-Centered Design, and it brings in students from EDP, social work, business, computer science, and, like, other schools, hopefully, in the future. Okay, cool. To, like, and our class right now specifically is working with youth homelessness and how, like, Very cool. all of our different skills can come together to, like solve something so like such a I big like problem it a lot, yeah. yeah it's really cool that's yeah it's something that's totally like right up the alley of edp i was just i just finished up a sustainable design class like, oh nice such a such a cool class we like yeah. i mean like we like barely scratched the surface of things mm-hmm. it's obviously like are you edp major I am, oh yeah. cool yeah Sweet. It's, it's like a it's a sustainable design is like a giant yeah. Was sustainable yeah. design the one where they talk too much about Bitcoin though? We did. Yeah, we talked so much about Bitcoin. Like, ha- I feel like half of my course was like about really, Bitcoin, which is like incredibly relevant. And I'm not. I mean, it is. It would that. be more sustainable than printing a bunch of money on on paper and cloth. Yes and no. Really interesting. Oh, so much energy to mine Bitcoin. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Half of I, I I don't know if this is true, but I've heard that half of Iceland's 
energy output right or or energy usage right now is is to mine bitcoin to mine bitcoin yeah Whoa. Yeah. You should come on the show again and just talk about that. Because okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> what is yeah. mining Bitcoin? I, 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 yeah, like, I yeah. don't know anything Be, about it. Because, anything. Um, um, it, like, just, like, uh, like the fact that you have to create them through the many, 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 many computers. Yeah, it's just, like, all these, like, it's it's called, like, proof of work. And, basically, it's all these computers that run these algorithms um, to mine the Bitcoin. So you have to like, wow. like basically these computers that like solve these algorithms and that's how you get Bitcoin. And then on the flip side of it, there's a new form of Bitcoin mining called proof of stake where I, I really don't understand it. Very Did you well. say stink? Proof of stake. Oh, proof of stake. Like okay. T-A-K-E. Like whoever has wow. the most stake in something. So like the, basically like the more of a cryptocurrency you have, like the more likely you are to get more of it, I think, which kind of seems not great. <laughs> yeah, <I was> gonna, <laughs> sounds really horrible. As, uh, that's sounds that's like our proper. economy already works. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it sounds I don't. The rich get rich. It sounds really wrong to me, so I don't know if it's right. But my my TA for the class, who's like a graduate EDP student, um, he's like a master, like master of fine arts EDP guy. He was explaining it to us and he also didn't fully understand bitcoin because it's insane it's yeah. serious or cryptocurrency bitcoin's just like yeah not even really like I, cryptocurrency or block the blockchain rather, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, blockchain. it's just it's like a giant i mean people have a hard hole. time explaining why gold was ever like part of the <laughs> exactly. standard because yeah. yeah nothing has intrinsic value we give it value right yeah have and i mean gold's also like a tangible thing Right, but just because it's tangible, yeah. the idea is equally as intangible as cryptocurrency. That's Have you heard funny. of Tokit or like tokenizing yourself? No. It's like Grammatic just did it and made like $9 million in a day. What? <laughs> so basically, it's like a cryptocurrency, but okay. you're putting stocks in yourself and like how well you do. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is like... Wait, I don't know enough about it. I don't know enough about it to talk like to like answer any of your questions. But if you go to tokit.io, you can learn a lot more and like a bunch of like these new or like really. That sounds that sounds like specifically like a tokit.io. That sounds like exactly what the Pokemon did. Have you heard about the Poke King of? No. He basically had people invest in him and his. Like performance and everything, yeah. and it turns out that's a Ponzi scheme essentially because you can't guarantee since you're not producing anything, right? You're just like doing things like tokenizing yourself sounds like a good way to get yourself sued for everything you're <laughs> fucking worth. I don't. Yeah, I just learned about this like in class, so I'm super intrigued. But it's like controlling your revenue and your wait token, oh, your, like okay, intellectual okay. property and create a token that represents their project in three steps, like basically like. So I think it's a it's a way of like crowdfunding. Oh, okay. So that makes more actually, sense. Actually, okay, I, I think I support this. It's kind of so it's like it's like Kickstarter, but um, through the like through the like through blockchain. So basically, it allows you like the, the one one of the benefits of, of blockchain is it allows you to like use a smart contract. Right. Um, so it's basically like a like a transaction that's verified between like two users without a third party. Yeah. Uh-huh. It allows it, like, uh, all, like, the web of computers that make up the blockchain or whatever, yeah. verify it. And it, that's, like, instead of instead of having to, like, sign a contract or, like, actually like, do anything, it's just, like, 
from the consumer to like the musician. So there's oh, no there's no like website you have to go no middle through. ground. Like, you no don't have to like pay man. anybody really. Huh. But I don't know if Token. But he just made like token. a shit ton of money from it. So I don't. Yeah. I don't. Know it still enough. sounds like if he's supposed to give people back money, like the fact, like that's the weird thing about having people invest in you. Is like, yes, you just made a shit ton of money, but it's actually none of it's yours. You have to make return on investment, yeah, or yeah, you're yeah. going to get sued. Right. Mm-hmm. So yes. if he just made nine million dollars, he better come <laughs> back with eighteen million. Right. <laughs> or or a like some sort of uh, some sort of product. I mean, like they, they yeah. you might yeah, not have yeah, to. Yeah have to return somebody's money but right you have to have to deliver Make them a good great. um okay so you said to go to tokenize um token.io Token. oh, i fucked up and went to tokenize and this is a ring <laughs> this is essentially the mark of the beast that uh fanatical christians are so afraid of it is a ring that is your credit card your house keys all of your passwords your car keys your transit cards and your access cards at work and wow. it's a ring that you wear on your finger jeez they wearables also, it looks like ha- they might have a wrist version as well. Yeah, wearables. wearables it's essentially are crazy. like it's essentially yeah. like just, the. I'm in a wearables EDP, class yeah, right now. That's yeah, so cool. it'll be it'll be interesting. They should really yeah. combine business and EDP because we're learning all this shit too. But you guys are actually like doing doing it. it. Yeah, no, it, it drives yeah. me nuts because like I'm a I'm a marketing minor and an EDP major. And yeah. There's all the, this crossover, but it like never comes exactly. together. Exactly. Uh, yeah. We need more interdisciplinary. That's my topic. We just need more of that. Okay. But, sorry, everyone. I have to go to class. Um, should I just should I write us an official theme song? Is it time? <laughs> it might be time. I think it's time. You could if you wanted to, but um, it's been fun. I wrote a really good one for our other podcast. This is going to be my sign out. Everyone say bye to me, Hana. Bye. Bye, bye Hana. Hana. I love you. Bye. Nice seeing you, too. Um, I'm going to wait for her to close the door to the library. She goofed me. She goofed me. You couldn't see it, but she took forever. Um, so, uh, I uh, again, thank you for listening. This has been Encyclopedia. Um, thank you, Silas, for being on. Of course. Of course, um, of course. Coming all the way to the library on this rainy, miserable day. Um, so, this is a show on the Stick and Poke Network, uh, Stick Poke Productions Network, that you can find at stickpokeprod.com. Um, you can find this particular shows social media presence at Encyclopedia Podcast on Instagram. Um, But what I want to say is that we have a new show uh, that is already out and a couple more coming out. So we've already got Grandma's House. There's an episode two that's been floating nebulously around. (laughs) Um, We have Long Nightmare, which has been in the works for a while and hopefully is going to make a comeback. But we have currently released a project called If It's Gay, We Play. That is going to be a new weekly podcast on Mondays um, featuring my two roommates who talk about um, queer topics as they relate to video games. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, um, that just came out this Monday. There's going to be a new one next Monday, and I, th- I think everyone will really like it. And I whipped up a sweet theme song for it. So uh, check that out. And uh, we have another one in the works called Make the Case as the working title that we'll be doing with Dan Myers, previous show uh, attendee on here on Encyclopedia. So uh Keep your ear to the ground or to the headphone, as it were, and uh, let us know what you think of all the shows. Thanks so much for listening. You'd be good now.